did you just casually compare yourself to Derrick Henry? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, I'll let you have that one. I called um, you. I called you Tua the other day. You I called you Tua on Sunday. So that's why you did that. So you could get away with this one, huh? <laughs> Welcome into episode number three of the Pinewood Perspective, season two, episode three. We got B Money and J Matt. Justin Matthews with us in the studio this week. It's good to have him back. Got one of the OG crews from last season in here. A lot went down this week one, but you know, I always like to start the episode off positive. Football is back. It was an enjoyable weekend for some, hell for others. Brett enjoyable or hell for you um overall good week never never good when the Packers don't win but had fun man uh won a lot of my fantasy matchups and like you said football's back me and you me and you were buzzing there for a little bit at the Whitey household it was uh we were a little sauced up a little juiced up for that three o'clock slate I was I came into the, I came into Brett's crib Already a little sauced up, riding high off that Bears win. So uh, it felt good to be around B money when the Packers were losing. But uh, what about you, Jay Matt? How was your uh, your weekend? Hell or fun? Uh, pretty fun, man. Um, the Bears, of course, you know, winning week one. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Um, really wasn't expecting it. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Packers lost, you know, that's always a good thing. Sorry, Brett. And, um, you know, just to see a good Chicago weather game, you know what I'm saying? The rain, the puddles, I loved every moment of it. And it kind of makes me sad that, uh, you know, we might be uh, transitioning from that in the near future. So, um, but uh, overall, yeah, pretty, I did uh, pretty good with my fantasy, won my matchup. I didn't, I didn't do multiple leagues this year. I stuck with one main league, um, you know, coming off a championship win as usual. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was a pretty fun week, so uh, I enjoyed it. It was a great week one for me, I would say, just based off the Bears winning. It's been a while since I felt that good. It's been a long time since I felt that good about a football Sunday. It was a fun one. I think I went one and two in fantasy, though, which was uh, very disappointing. And then I got bounced from my suicide pool in week one thanks to the Broncos. So, uh Overall, still great to have football back, but, you know, in the long run, uh, was a little disappointed to go one and two and get bounced from my suicide pool just that quickly. We're going to start things off with week one quick takes, something new that we're bringing to the, the show this year. Instead of sitting here and breaking down every single week one game, game by game, you guys watch the games. We're just going to do one quick take each, and we're going to start with the Thursday night football game last week. Bills versus Rams. Brett, what's your quick take? Bill's offense is deadly, man. Um, I think just as we all kind of had in the beginning of the year, uh, and I think it still stands, they're got to be the Super Bowl favorite right now with how good that offense is. That's about it. Justin, quick take. On any team? 
Yeah, just uh, from the game, just in general. Just a cool, okay. cool, quick um, take, take away from the game. I'm 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 a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna do the Bears. No, 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 no. Go, we're starting with Bills Rams. Bills oh, Rams. We're going yes. game by game. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. I was um kind of on the fence as far as uh I thought maybe maybe Baltimore if uh Bateman showed up and maybe the Chargers. Uh, but I'm I am completely convinced the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna stick with you guys. It's it's Super Bowl. That's my quick take. Super Bowl for the Bills. I've been buying in Bills Mafia since uh 2019, pushing them or 2020, I would say, for them to be, you know, my Super Bowl team rooting for them to get there. And don't listen to what anyone says, like, oh, there's too much hype around them, yada, yada, yada. No, it's just that team's focused. Sean McDermott's a great coach. Josh Allen's a great quarterback. Leslie Frazier's got that defense cooking. Offense looks unstoppable. I mean, they just went in there and routed the Rams at home like it was nothing on week one, prime time, first game of the season. Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Eagles-Lions, Justin, quick take. AJ, you know what? Jalen Hurts is the real deal. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is the real deal. He just needed a few weapons. He's the real deal. Brett, quick take. Um, I'll say the Eagles, uh, AJ Brown's legit, man. Uh, they fed him the ball all game. He seemed to be um, the missing piece that um, they didn't have last year. So AJ Brown's the guy. Okay. My quick take is that the Eagles should be worried a little bit about their defense, and I'm a little worried as well. Um, Detroit put a lot of points on them, and, you know, I had them coming in as one of the top defenses in the league this year, and that was my main reason, I guess I would say, behind my 13-4 and 13 and 4 prediction or 12-5 and 5 prediction um, and them winning the East. I still think they will win the East, but the defense scares me a little bit. Uh, I need – they maybe just it's a week one tweak thing, but um, I'm really looking forward to week two where they play Minnesota and uh, see if that defense can maybe step up. They just lost Derek Barnett, who tore an ACL. So I'm a little worried about the Eagles' defense. But overall, they look good. They still went on the road and won against Detroit, who obviously has improved this year. 49ers, Bears. Brett, we'll start with you. Brett, you're muted. I think... With that game, it was a surprise, big surprise to most people. Um, I think with, um, you know, actually nobody really – I mean, personally, I didn't know the reports um, days beforehand, but come Sunday when it's raining heavily here, um, you really thought that the Bears could definitely cover the six and a half and, you know, have a really good chance to win. With I think those elements played in their favor. And um, really low-scoring game. So, yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise. Justin, quick take. Quick take. Um, the Bears plan, uh, this may be me just being a Bears fan, but I believe it. I believe it. I believe it's a plan. Um, I'm very excited about it. not going to deny that the weather had a lot to do with it. But uh, also, Trey Lance is a rookie quarterback. I think we all hyped him up because the team that he's on um, – you know, he's got all of these weapons, and I think we forget, you know, he, he has very limited uh, play time. So, and I think that that also had a lot to do with uh, 
the win that we had on Sunday. My quick take is, you know, don't take anything away from the quarterback play um, due to the weather. But when it came time to step up, one quarterback stepped up and the other one didn't. You know, obviously, if the conditions are a factor. Uh, so I wouldn't say go out there and take anything away from what they did. Don't dive too deep into much into their play just because of the conditions. But at the end of the day, you know, they're both playing in the same conditions and one stepped up and one didn't. Bengals Steelers. Justin, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just say game one jitters. Um, I was very surprised that the uh, Bengals didn't um, come away with that game, but I just, I'm going to just say day one jitters. Um, it happens every year, you know, uh, major upset, but uh, it happens every year. Brett. Look out for the Steelers, man. All right. All right. Uh, my quick take is don't buy into Joey Burrow's interceptions. Uh, don't buy into his turnovers. That's a little too much for me. Last year, um, you know, coming from a game where the Bengals played week two against the Bears, and Joe Burrow had three straight pass attempts that were intercepted by the Bears, and the Bears won. And they went on to win the Super or They went on to go to the Super Bowl that same season. So, um, Joe B, Joey B, Joey Cool, he, he'll get it clicking. He'll get it clicking. Colts, Texans, Brett, we'll start with you. Brett, you're muted. I didn't watch too much of this game, but, yeah, just another shocker. Um, I think the Colts underperformed. Um, Texans are lucky not to lose the game. Um, yeah, that's don't really have much to say about it. Justin. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game, I just, I think it kind of just already, uh, establishes what I, I previously thought about this division. These guys play each other tough, uh, ended in a draw, just, just a tough game, man. This this division, um, it seems like it's a clear-cut favorite, like the Colts are the favorite. It seems like the Texans are at the bottom. But they always play each other hard. And you can almost never – I almost never even want to bet on the AFC South. So, they just it just, you know, shows what we already know. I'd say Colts are in football hell. We're going on year five of Frank Reich, and just they keep trying out these new quarterback experiments because experiments they're – you know, they're, they have a roster that can win football games. But at the end of the day, it's just like one of these years, if they want this to work, they need to just kind of maybe just take a take a shit and just get that top seven pick and just get a quarterback because they keep trying year after year after year to get the quarterback to fix what's going on there. And it's just like, I mean, I get it. It's week one, but it's just like they could. They, this is a team that seems like they're in football hell. They're going to always be that nine and eight, eight and nine team. And they're just going to get that middle round pick and they're not going to have any capital to get up and get a quarterback. It's just like one of these years you have to just think about just calling it and just taking the L on a year and stop trying to go out there and find the quarterback for your offense. That's going to keep you relevant because, you know, obviously it was misfortunate that Andrew Luck retired. Jacoby Brissett had a big season there one year. Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. Like, if they go out there and go eight and nine, Matt Ryan's not – they're not going to want to play Matt Ryan again. 
So they just they just they've got to get out of football hell and just this purgatory that they're in because it's sad. Dolphins Pats. I'll give you guys my quick take real quick. Um, Dolphins are, you know, looking good. Like a lot of teams predict them to be. And, you know, Mike McDaniels had a good, you know, week one game plan for Bill Belichick. Brett. Another game that I didn't uh, see too much of, but um, yeah, I think just keep, keep an eye on both teams, man. It's Bill Belichick. Uh, Miami Dolphins barely uh, missed the playoffs last year, I believe. So, yeah, man, just nothing, nothing too much to say about that. Pretty boring Justin. game. Justin, what's your quick take? My bad. Um, I think that the Patriots' offense is in trouble. And I think as great as Bill Belichick is, I think uh, they're going to struggle this year. They lost a few pieces on defense, and I'm just not sold on the offense. I know it's only been one game, but I just look at that offense, and I don't I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, Mac Jones isn't mobile. Um, I don't know what's going on with the play calling. Uh, obviously, we got to see more, but they're in a pretty tough division and um, outside of the Jets, but I just I'm, I'm not sold on them. I think they're gonna have a, a, a pretty bad season. Browns Panthers, be money. I'm just glad to see McCaffrey make it through a game. <laughs> um, you know it's been a little rough couple of years, so that's that's cool. Um, Really thought Baker Mayfield was going to get it done against his former team there for a second. And pretty, pretty shocked to see Cleveland start off 1-0 without their quarterback. First time starting 1-0 since Twitter was invented. Wow. Yes, that was the first 1-0 tweet that they've had in the history of their franchise. They tweeted 1-0, and it was the first time. Justin. Browns Panthers. Yeah, um, expect more out of Baker. Thought he had every reason in the world to be motivated to go off and have a big game. Um, he didn't. And side note, it is very interesting watching him and him throw the ball to uh, Robbie Anderson. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting situation to say the least. Uh, and Baker didn't go out there and perform against his old team. Uh, it, you know. Jacoby Brissett and the Browns got it done, and I was also very shocked to see them start 1-0. Saints-Falcons. Uh, Falcons might be a sleeper team. Maybe it was just a little week one, you know, new head coach for the Saints. They squeaked out the win, but uh, they still put up, you know, 26 points against the Saints, and that Saints defense is still pretty solid. So uh, maybe the Falcons aren't one of the worst teams in the league. Brett. Um, you know, it's division matchup. So I think, I think it's too early to try to put a label on any of these teams, but cool to see Jarvis Landry, uh, get a lot of action and Kyle Pitts, where are you at, man? What rough week for him? Oh yeah. Justin. 
piggyback off Brett, um, right, uh, division game, pretty tough game. Both teams fought pretty hard. Um, excited to see Michael Thomas come back, catch him a touchdown. Uh, hopefully he can regain his Pro Bowl form. Uh, I expect a lot out of the Saints this year, despite them having a new coach. So um, just keep an eye on both of these teams. And yeah, Atlanta is, uh, I think they're going to be pretty scrappy this year. I don't think they're going to just, you know, roll over and die. And hopefully they get rid of the mental mistakes. And uh, they got a few playmakers. So uh, we'll see. Maybe we see some more of Desmond Ritter towards the middle to end of the season. And, um, you know, Atlanta uh, shocked me week one. Okay. Ravens, Jets, I'm going to go uh, Ravens are definitely a team that you cannot be sleeping on. And I still think that they're division favorites. And I got them. You know, they came into New York and did their job. Or I think they were at home, actually. But, uh, you know, they got the job done against a team that they should have stomped, and they went out there and stomped them. Lamar, looking like Lamar again, the Lamar of old. Good to see him back. And, you know, I think the Ravens are going to be a problem for a lot of AFC teams this year. Yeah, man. Um, Everything you just said and everything we kind of just talked about every time we talk about the Ravens. They kind of performed how we thought they would. Um, and we didn't even get to see Dobbins play. So I'm really excited. That's after them uh, getting the win like we knew they would. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Dobbins return, which I think we could see week two. Ravens, Jets, Justin. Really want to see uh, – still want to see them get a number one receiver. Maybe I'm jumping a gun. Uh, maybe that's Bateman. But uh, I still, regardless, I expect this team to have a deep playoff run, and Lamar is going to have an amazing season, and he will get paid next year. The contract will be done after the season, and that man will be paid because he's going to have an amazing season. Commanders Jags. Carson Wines is back. Got some revenge against his old head coach. Good to see that. Um, but – I'm not going to talk about the Jags. In my, I'm not going to talk about the Commanders. In my quick take. Thought the Jags were a little bit impressive. Need to see more though. Need to, the the improvement is there though. And like I've said, you know, I think they're going to be a competitive team all year. I just don't think that they're going to get the job done. Brett, Commanders, Jags. Walk it to him, Wentz, man. Walk <laughs> it to him, Wentz. He's he's. I've I've never really been a fan of Carson Wentz after um, his. You know, with his stint with um, the Colts and his last couple of years in Philly. And I really didn't think he was going to be a good fit for the commanders at all, but what a great week. What a great start to week one for him. That's all. Justin. Yeah, I completely agree with Brett. Y'all know how I feel about Carson Wentz. I think that man is a loser. Uh, I, predict, uh, I, I can't stand Carson Wentz. I predicted that he would disappoint last year in uh, Indy. I didn't have too much to say about him this year. I actually did think that this is uh, a better fit for him. He's definitely an upgrade over Heineke. But I got to get props where it's due, man. Uh, like Brett said, he had a great, great first game. And um, we'll see. I still don't believe in him. Still don't like him. Still think he's a loser at heart. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, get props where it's due. He had a, he had a great week one. Packers, Vikings, quick one here. Justin Jefferson is probably the best receiver in football. I'm going to say the Vikings, they better do everything they can to hang on to him. 
because we already got Rodgers recruiting his ass. And, um, like, I'd like to say to all, all the Packer fans, just, you know, relax. We got a new offensive coordinator, still missing the O-line, new receivers, and we, we took a, a worse of a beating last year, week one, and we finished with the one seed. So just pump the brakes. Not saying we're going to get the one seed, but I'm just saying we're in a worse situation going into week two, and we ended with the one seed. So pump the brakes. Don't freak out. And, uh, yeah, man, the Vikings, they, they better they better hope they can hang on to J.J. Very nostalgic of uh, week one last year. Um, it's always a good Sunday when the Packers lose, the Bears win. And, uh, you know, uh, Brett told you Packers fans not to be worried. And I don't know, man, I seen, I seen, uh, what's his name, Christian Watson? I seen him drop a pass and. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, you guys better, uh, you know, find somebody to catch the ball. You got making a lot of money, but um, you need somebody to throw to. So, um, yeah, that's all. Go Bears. Chiefs Cardinals. Patrick Mahomes getting it done without Tyreek Hill. That's all I gotta say. Patrick Mahomes is amazing, and I will still stand. I don't. I, I actually didn't get to say this on the show, but uh, the Chiefs will not make the playoffs. I'm standing by it. As amazing as Patrick Mahomes is, they won't make the, the uh, playoffs. Yes, I see both of your faces. Yes, this was supposed to be my bold take. Never got a chance to say it, but uh, yeah, just put it out there. Chiefs won't make the playoffs. Definitely not winning their division. Thanks. That's hot, dude. That is a sweaty take. That's a crazy, that's a crazy take, Justin. That's a crazy take. Uh, my quick take is going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes is a dog. He's a week one god. He's probably the greatest week one quarterback of all time. And the Chiefs, I might be switching up my divisional pick, Justin. I can't, uh, I can't, I, I can't stand by that statement at all, dude. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they're going to go back to the playoffs this year. And like I said, I had the Chargers win in the division, but after week one, I might be switching it up to the Chiefs. But my quick take is going to be Cardinals start 0-3, but they still make the playoffs. B-Money, your take. I already said mine, man. Yeah, so... On the, on the Chiefs? Yeah. I mean, we can just... Um, what other game? The... Uh, Let's, let's do the Raiders and the, and the uh, Chargers. Oh, yeah. Let me start with that one. Raiders and the Chargers. Devontae Adams, man. He, I think we saw that him and Derek Carr are the truth, but still weren't able to get it done. Um, I'd like to check out the highlights of that game uh, just to see how the Raiders offense really operated. But um, – no surprise to see it end in a close game. Um, I think those divisional matchups are going to be going back and forth all year. So um, I'm just – I'm going to have to keep my eyes on on uh, the next time that division is matched up because I accept a similar game that that one was. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I feel like Chargers defense is, you know, it's kind of looking like the real deal, though. It's going to be a good game, I think, again. And I guess I was maybe expecting a little bit more of a 
a little bit more of a bigger win, but like Brett said, it's a divisional game. They can't take any of them for granted ever. So, uh, but the Chargers defense looks real. For sure. Chargers defense definitely looks real. Um, I'm going to say Derek Carr. Um, he he, he got to spread the ball around, man. I think they got a great offense. They have the potential to be maybe the best in the AFC West, the best division in football. Um, you got playmakers, man. You got Waller. He was on my fantasy team. I don't know why he didn't throw him the ball more. But, um, you know, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, you know, you got weapons. Use them. You got uh, Josh Jacobs. You know, you still got Hunter Renfro. I mean, you know, use your weapons. I mean, you know, Devonta Adams had a great game. But uh, I don't – I want to – I'm interested to see if that continues, if he just keeps on, uh, you know, spamming him or is he going to spread the ball around and use his other uh, targets. I think their offense could be way more – uh successful if he was to uh do that so uh, i'm interested to see how that offense looks going forward all right all right titans giants it's a quick one saquon's back baby right yeah um huge game by the giants much needed for them i can't um i know we were talking about the browns i feel like the giants lose every week one too and they finally uh, got a W there. And, um, yeah, how about Brian Dabble, man? Justin. Let's um, say Tennessee fans, uh, don't be worried about Derrick Henry. Um, I still expect him to be stiff-arming people and uh, running over people by week three or four. So uh, just, he'll be all right. All right, Bucks Cowboys, quick one here for me as well. Mike McCarthy will not be head coach in 2023. Very simple. I, mean, I think it's going to be very clear, very quick this year. I'd like to say that I told you guys last week that the Cowboys are extremely overrated and – if this game doesn't show you that I was extremely right, then I don't know what will. And not only will we not be able to see if they were overrated, or we won't be able to see if they're overrated or not for the rest of the season because Dak Prescott is out. And without their starting quarterback, they're just not going to be a good team, man. I think Dallas, um, unless they make a trade for like Jimmy G or whatever, season's over. Justin? Um, I think the only person that disagreed uh, with you, Brett, that they were overrated was probably Dallas fans. Um, it was overrated last year, overrated this year, and I'm not surprised at the result. Also, this is Tom Brady's last season. I just feel it. This, this is it. All right, and the last one, Broncos, Seahawks. I'll make mine quick. Uh, what the hell was Nathaniel Hackett thinking? That was some of the worst clock managing I've seen in a while. But rookie head coach, rookie mistake, hopefully. Uh, I think things, you know, will be still okay in Denver. Not great, but okay. Justin. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I'm going to just add to that. Um, I'm going to also say uh, it's not just uh, Nathaniel Hackett's fault. It was just a very sloppy game. Uh, I mean, the fumbles, the, the uh, two at the goal line, and then 
at one point, the Broncos fumbled at the goal line. Seahawks got the ball. They fumbled. And then the Broncos got back to the goal line and they fumbled. I mean, that it, that game was just sloppy. I just, uh, uh, rookie head coach is just a uh, sloppy game. Sloppy games. Uh, sad for Russell Wilson. Be money. Um, you know, last week we were talking about how Pete Carroll was kind of crazy or whatever. I mean, not really. Like, he, he said what he had to say, but, you know, we all went with the Broncos. So, big shout-out to the Seahawks for getting it done and beating Russell Wilson. You know, that's I feel like that's huge. That's a big smack in the face to him. Um, go Hawks, man. <laughs> All right, that wraps up week one's quick takes. Let's get into our next segment here. Which new head coach had the most impressive week one debut? Brett, we'll kick it off with you. I'm going to go with Brian Dabble and the New York Giants. Um, you know, they don't have – not too many people believe in Daniel Jones. Um a large part of the fantasy community had given up on Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, I feel like the hottest player they probably had, at least from what I know, was maybe like, yeah, Bark, the people that believed in Barkley or like Kadarius Tony. And, you know, going to the Titans, who were, I believe, the number one seed last year, um, on the road, having to go to Tennessee with a veteran head coach like Mark, Mike Vrabel. I just think that's, um, you know, it's it's a little different, the fact that Tennessee missed the kick, you know. It seems like they just got away with a close one there. But overall, impressive win. I like the um, the going for two there with the, uh, putting it in your best player's hands. Saquon Barkley, I think that was a great call there. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm going to go with uh, Brian Dabble and the New York Giants. Uh, I'm going to go with Matt Eberflus, and I guess, you know, it could be a little biased, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective, like, he outcoached Kyle Shanahan. They both play, had, you know, same conditions to play in, and the Bears only had three penalties for 24 yards, and one of them was a 15-yard penalty for the fucking punter drying off the field with a towel. It was So if you take that away, two penalties for nine yards, and you look across the field and you've seen 12 penalties for 99 yards. He outcoached them. It was a better disciplined football team on the field against the 49ers. And Kyle Shanahan's considered one of the great, the best coaches in the NFL. So when you have a rookie head coach going up against a vet head coach, like, you know, kind of the same situation as Dabble versus Vrabel, um, I, th I thought it was very impressive. And not only did, you know, the Bears have, you know, com from the media's perspective, one of the worst rosters in football, they were going up against a team that a lot of people were pick, predicting to go to the Super Bowl. And a lot of people predicting, you know, to at least go far. And, you know, I thought it was just a great performance for Matt Eberflus. Obviously, you know, there's probably a little bit of bias going into that. There's a couple rookie head coaches who had great week one debuts, but I think if you really want to go off most impressive, it's Matt Eberflus and how he handled and made halftime adjustments. And, you know, the Bears had the Bears were up against the ropes a little bit there in that game. Uh, you know, down 10 nothing in conditions like that. Niners come out there and put up uh, points on the very first possession of second half, and you, you bounce back like that. Three straight touchdown drives. It's a, it's a big win for Chicago right there. And uh, it's a big win for Matt Eberflus. Justin, 
Yeah, it's definitely a bunch of uh, bias in that. Um, and I agree. I completely agree. Um, just a, a great uh, coaching debut by him in a, in a beautiful, rainy, wet, uh, muddy Chicago game. I love it. Uh, it was it's, it's great to see Justin Fields being used the way I think we expect for him to be used. Um, he definitely, like you said, those halftime adjustments was great. He definitely looked like a much better uh, quarterback in the second half than the first. And I just loved it, man. I mean, you know, you play the Justin Fields strengths and even with the lack of weapons that we have, it's still, you can still see lightning in the bottle. You can still see the potential. You can still see, you know, a great quarterback in the making if we just get the, the right pieces around him and we play to his strengths. So very, very encouraging to see Matt Eberflus play to uh, Justin Fields' strengths. And I just, you know, this was a great all-around debut. I loved it. All right. That's your uh, most impressive week one debuts. A couple other ones, you know, I'd like to give a little nod to Mike McDaniels and, you know, in uh, Miami going up against Bill Belichick's never easy, especially, especially against the team that was in the playoffs last year. And then to go out there and, you know, beat them 27 is a big win. Same with Kevin O'Connell. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, those are two rookie head coaches who have great rosters and kind of are going into situations where, those teams should have been maybe playoff teams. And uh, now that their job is just to get them there. You know, these uh, Dable and uh, Matt Eberflus are working with rosters who, you know, projected to be bottom of their divisions, bottom of the league even. And uh, for them to go out there and win against, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Mike Brable, uh, I just think it's, you know, overall big win, big win. Let's get into the, you know, one of the bigger topics of this, uh, this weekend is Dak Prescott's injury. And the main question should be really is we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Jerry Jones is saying four weeks. Medical staff saying six to eight weeks. They're not going to put him on IR. It's it's a whole debacle. Dr. Jerry Jones really sometimes doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, big thing last year was Tyron Smith. Jerry Jones kept saying, oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. And here we are. And Tyron Smith never came back last year. So who knows? I'm not going to believe Dr. Jerry Jones. I'm going to believe what the, what the actual doctors are saying. And they're saying he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. The big thing is, should the Cowboys be exploring a trade to try and salvage this season in the in the in you know in replace of the hurt Dak Prescott? Justin, what do you think? They absolutely should. Um, so it's a it's an obvious name out there. I'm not going to say it, but uh, right, get into it. But um, yeah, I mean, they absolutely should. Why not? Um, they still overrated. They still going to be what they're going to be. But uh, why not try to salvage your season? Um, two names come to mind for me. One is, uh, I don't know if this is the best fit, but um, I love this guy, Cam Newton. Um, I just feel like he hasn't got a fair shape, you know, dating, dating all the way back to, you know, how he left Carolina and, he didn't have a fair shot. He had the COVID season. He was in a brand new offense. And yet, you know, we can get into that. But the next season, I, I just feel like, you know, he was, you know, getting his feet under him. He was coming off an injury. You know, it was just a bunch that went into that. And then coming to Carolina half, halfway through the season, I mean, it's just he, – he just didn't get a, a fair shot. I, I, I am a big Cam Newton fan. Love Cam Newton. I would love to see Cam back into the NFL. And – yeah, so and then it's only four games, and another name that's coming to mind is Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, we've seen him 
prove that he's a, a definite um, NFL quarterback, and I think he can be feasible for that offense for uh, a couple of games. Right now, they're projecting four, so we'll see. But um, they definitely should try to sign somebody on a, on a cheap deal and, um, yeah, try to salvage their season. I mean, I feel like the biggest name that comes to mind, obviously, is Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't know if they should do it. Like, is, is, is San Francisco going to do it? You know, I'm thinking maybe San Francisco should maybe put a little bit of the pressure off of Trey Lance. I feel like that could maybe be, you know, an issue there. Um, him still being around, is that going to push Trey Lance or is that going to you know, kind of affect his play, him still being there? Because uh, – I feel like a big ding last year, comparing it to, you know, my own situation, I hate to, you know, continue to do this, but to comparing it to our, my team's situation was, you know, I feel like there was so much back and forth between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields last year, where it just kind of, it didn't feel like, you know, Justin was playing comfortable football because he just never was really sure if it was his football team. And you look at Justin now and he's more comfortable, he's more confident, and you even see that just with him talking more to the media. He seems more comfortable and more confident in himself. Um, I don't know if Trey is fully comfortable yet with Jimmy still being there. You know, obviously he's not going to go out there to the media and say, I feel weird with, you know, Jimmy like still being here now as a backup. But I'm sure it's like a little uncomfortable for him. And I'm sure it's nothing against Jimmy. It's more probably towards the organization. Like, hey, this is supposed to be my team. And you're bringing back the guy that, you know, led this team for the last five seasons. So I'm sure it's a little uncomfortable for him. So maybe, you know, trying to trade, trade Garoppolo wouldn't be the, you know, the worst idea, especially um, to a desperate Cowboys team. But I mean, yeah, if Dak's going to be out for eight years, maybe just like going with like a signing like Cam Newton. I can't see the Dolphins wanting to trade away Teddy Bridgewater. But if they would, I think that would also be another, you know, solid spot for, Teddy to go to and you know try and just win as many games as they can. Brett, what do you think? Man, um, it's really unfortunate for the Cowboys to lose Dak like that. But and as much as you want to see your team win games, I just don't know if the sacrifice would be worth it um, for anything. For any quarterback, that is, um, you know, a guy like Jimmy G, I know he has a no trade clause, I believe. So it has to be wanted on both sides. And then, you know, after these couple of weeks, when Dak comes back, it would just be right back to the backup position. So I necessarily don't know if that's something Jimmy G's looking for. Um, but also, just with the roster of the Cowboys, you know, I've always I thought they were overrated and that Dak would have to carry them. So for them to lose Dak, you know, I, I just think that you just got to uh, just take take where um, you know don't you got you just got to go where your team's going to take you at this point. You know, um, if that's not winning games and towards the bottom of the NFL then they'll reap the benefits from that next season. But I just don't think they should panic and try to get a guy who they'll be paying a premium for whoever this guy would be because of their situation. I just don't think if – I just don't think that's the best move for the Cowboys necessarily right now one weekend. 
No, I, I, yeah, I, I would definitely say I probably agree with that. Maybe just stick with Cooper Rush and see what he can do. And if Dak's injury, you know, doesn't progress and he doesn't get healthier off the surgery, then, you know, if a couple bad games, maybe explore bringing in a free agent. But uh, Cooper Rush had, you know, a decent game last year against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football in Minnesota. So I guess maybe, you know, just try and stick with what you got. He knows the system. He knows the offense. He's been there for a few years now. So I I would probably say, yeah, if it's starting to look bleak in a few weeks, maybe go for a free agent, but maybe don't give up compensation for a player that's not going to do as much as you would expect them to do. Let's move on. Which loss is more cause for concern, Denver, Green Bay, or Tennessee? We'll start with uh, the man whose team is – on this list, Brett, most cause for concern. Definitely Denver. Um, everyone had them winning that game and uh, pretty pathetic that they lost it, especially with how they managed the clock at the end. Um, one over the reasons why um, it made sense that Green Bay didn't perform the best in that game. And, um, you know, Tennessee – um, yeah, not something you want to see either, but but still, I just think it's the Denver Broncos by far. I would agree there. I think I think that uh, Green Bay, you know, that's just a tough game. It's a divisional game. You're on the road. I don't think it's much cause for concern. And the Vikings team is a good football team. You know, Denver went into Seattle. I know it's a tough place to play, but this is supposed to be one of the worst rosters in the NFL. You have Geno Smith, who's been a career backup ever since 2013. So I feel like the cause of her concern is on Denver. They made a lot of sloppy mistakes um, on prime time. You're, you know, I get it. You know, it's a rookie head coach and all of that, but you have Russell Wilson. Like, there shouldn't be that many excuses. You put a lot of compensation into this rust pick to go out there and win these games like that. And, you know, I get it that Seattle came out with a chip on their shoulder against their old quarterback. But at the end of the day, it should be the biggest cause for concern. This was supposed to be a team that could be a Super Bowl team. Tennessee, I don't think, has fallen into that rain this year. I guess with Green Bay, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you always could be a Super Bowl team. But in my opinion, that's not a team who I had, you know, in the potential, you know, Rain for a Super Bowl this year. I thought Denver could be one of those teams, and they made the move for Russell Wilson to be one of those teams for them to go out there and lose to one of the worst rosters in football on primetime. Uh, it, it should be raising some, like some, some concern. And just like Brett said, the time management there at the end was atrocious. Justin. Yeah, so uh, safe to say we all agree it's definitely Denver. Um, and it's actually kind of funny because uh, this being the first – First year, uh, you know, rookie coach. You got the one guy in their division, uh, Stanley, with the uh, Chargers, who seems to not know when to just sit back and take the points. Um, this is a major. This can be a major cause for concern. Um, I know it's week one, but is 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 this guy the opposite? Does he not know when to just go for it? Is he too conservative? So, um, you know, so it's, it's a pretty pretty uh, interesting dynamic, I think. But uh, yeah. Like you guys were saying, you know, you don't pay uh, Russell Wilson all that money to kick it for 65 yards or 64, whatever it was. I mean, you 
it, it, it makes me think of that uh, playoff game a few years ago with uh, the Bucks and the uh, Packers and um, just not using Rodgers. I mean, you know, you give your uh, quarterback a chance to win the game. So I think it's uh, I think we all agree with uh, that is Denver. And but to play devil's advocate, I mean, you can make cases for all of these teams, which is why it's such a good question. Uh, like I said, the Packers with the receivers um, got got the quarterback for sure. Um, but if you don't got anybody to throw to, then it's a major problem. And like I said, in Tennessee, I mean, you got Derrick Henry. You can is he fully healthy? I, I think we all would assume he's fully healthy, but I expected him to have a, a much better game than he did. Um, and as far as you know, I feel he's going to be fine. But if you want to, you know, just play devil's advocate, cause for concern, maybe Derrick Henry isn't fully healthy and. He is the heartbeat of this offense at this point with AJ Brown being gone. So, yeah. Crazy no. thing is that I've never seen Derrick Henry in my entire life get depleted like he did on Sunday. I mean, another player made that man fly. And I don't think, you know, if that's on Derrick Henry, I'm not saying, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's ever like, oh, I've never seen anyone land a punch on Muhammad Ali. Oh, I've never seen anyone steal the ball from Michael Jordan type shit. But uh, it was crazy. It's like one of those things where you, watch Derrick Henry decleat hundreds of defenders and to watch a defender do that to him, something that you've never seen before. It was quite surreal. Honestly, it was, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, that is a large human being. Um, it's like, you know, putting me two feet in the air. I'm 6'4", 250 pounds. I'm the same damn height and weight as Derrick Henry. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone decleat my ass. Like, I can't imagine anyone hitting me in the chest and putting me in the air. I mean, I'm not Derrick Henry. I'm not running the ball like him, but just that's so much force. So I've never seen anything like that. But week two is upon us, and it's time to pick some week two football games. And we have a great Thursday night football game to kick off week two, Chiefs versus Chargers. And I'm switching up this week. I think earlier in the season, I picked the Chargers to win this game. I'm going with the Chiefs. Be money. Did you just casually compare yourself to Derrick Henry? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, I'll let you have that one. I called um, you. I called you Tua the other day. You I called you Tua on Sunday. So that's why you did that. So you could get away with this one, huh? He just set it up since Sunday. <laughs> he said he had that set up, but man, you you got me off. Forgetting all twisted off topic. What'd you even ask me, man? <laughs> he said, you just compare yourself casually. <laughs> you like how I just did it so casually, too? It wasn't like. Oh, yeah. You just tried doing it under the radar. <laughs> um, Yeah, Chiefs Chargers, who you got? Oh, I'm rolling with Patty Mahomes, man. Um, You said he's a week one. Uh, week one hero, always lighting it up week one. Not a week one hero. He's a week one god. That man is He's a week one god. I I think of Pat Mahomes as a primetime god, too. You know, maybe that's just like all playoff games are considered primetime. And, you know, I guess he's, um, you know, he's a dog in the playoffs. So maybe that's where I'm getting it from. But I always see Patrick Mahomes lighting it up in primetime, it seems like. And – I'd like to see it again, man. I got him in two two of my leagues, so let's see another five touchdowns. I love it, Justin. Who you got? And so it begins. Um, 
I got the Chargers. Right. Uh, the Chiefs will not beat the Chargers this year. It's not happening. Um, this defense will show up. Patrick Mahomes will not throw five uh, touchdowns. Um, I'm also taking all bets. I'm just put it out there, you know. Um, like I said, Chargers are winning this game. And I guarantee you, Patrick Mahomes will not throw five touchdowns. So, yeah. Shit, if he does, it'll be pretty sad for the Chargers. And I'm sure JP will love to take you up on some bets this week. MVP Harvard. MVP, MVP Harvard. All right. Steelers, Patriots. I'm rolling with the Steelers. Mike Tomlin gets the best of Bill Belichick this week. Um, man, this is tough, but I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one, man. I feel like, um, it's real easy to lean towards the Steelers this one after them beating the Bengals and the Patriots kind of losing in a pretty pathetic way. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to say the Patriots turn it around. I'm going Patriots week two. Justin, who you got? Very yeah, I agree, Brett. Very hard. This is a 50-50 game. I can see it going either way. Oh, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Pats. I'm gonna go with the Pats. Close game. Um, yeah, Belichick. Yeah, yeah. You go figure something out. I got, I got, I got the Pats. All right, give me the Giants over the Panthers. I want the Panthers. So we want. Justin. Uh, I don't know, man. Damn. Uh, let's go Giants. Let's go Giants. Saquon. Um, yeah. Yes. Saquon on some. He, he, he on some shit right now. I'm going to go Giants. All right. Sounds good. Uh, give me the give me the Browns over the Jets. Browns. Browns. Oh, Colts, Jags, baby. I want to go Jags so bad, but Frank Reich's got to have a little chip on his shoulder after last week. He's not going to lose another divisional game. Give me the Colts. Colts. Yeah, I'll go Colts. Uh, give me the Ravens over the Dolphins. Man, this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins here, man. Um I think back to a primetime game, I believe it was last year, and the Dolphins, man, they they clamped up Lamar. They were they were bringing the heat to him. Um, you know, different defense, different league year, but I'm gonna uh, go with the Dolphins just for that reason. Justin, who you got? Uh, Ravens. Lamar Jackson will be going off. He trying to eat that that man got something to play for. Uh yeah, I got I got the Ravens in right. Give me the Bucks over the Saints. I'm gonna take the Saints here, man. They got they got the Bucks number. I like it. Uh, I usually try and switch up a few um from the pickums that we post on you know social media and on Twitter from what I pick on the podcast. That's gonna be one I switch up for sure. Justin, Bucks or Saints? Yeah. Uh, at some point, Tom Brady gonna beat the Saints. He's not gonna just keep losing. This is the goat. I don't know if it's if it's uh yeah. Fuck, I'm gonna go with it. Bucks. I'm. No, I, Tom Brady. He go. He, he gonna get him one this season against them. 
Give me Dan Campbell going one and one this week. I got Lions over the Commanders. Man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Commanders starting off two and zero, oh, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Commanders. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is not gonna uh, pull in Nathaniel Hackett and lose to the Seahawks. 49ers got to be already pissed off losing to one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Uh, I'm going Niners over the Seahawks. Niners. Niners. Uh, give me the Rams over the Falcons. Easy money. Let me get the defending champs. Rams definite, definite bounce back. Give me the Raiders over the Cardinals. This is a tough game right here. But with um, how banged up the Cardinals are, a wide receiver, man, I'm going to have to go with the Raiders here. I agree. Um, yeah. Raiders going to uh, hot offense, man. I'm going to assume Derek Carr figures it out. Uh, the week one nerves for Hackett and Russell Wilson are going to be gone. Broncos stomping Texans. I'll agree. Yeah, yeah Dangerous going to uh, go get off. And you know one of the dudes who always plays with the biggest chip on his shoulder is smacking the Cowboys this weekend. Uh, I'm going Bengals over Cowboys. And, Brett, real quick before you make your pick, what was it like being in that house watching the Cowboys just shit the bed all night long in front of all those Cowboy fans? You know, I left at halftime, but it, it just was uh, trouble. You know, a lot of a lot of worrisome, a lot of worried faces. Um, and I'm just glad I got out of there before the deck situation happened because – I'm sure I'm sure there was a lot of stuff flying. <laughs> Justin, Bengals or Cowboys? All right, well, who are you going with, Brett? That's an easy money one. I'm taking uh Joey B and the boys beating up the beat up cowboys. Joe cool, baby. All right, all right. In the Sunday night game. A classic once-a-year Sunday night football matchup, Bears versus Packers. B-Money, we'll start with you. We're taking Green Bay um, for obvious reasons here. And, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm real excited. That's all I can say. Justin. I hope a bird shits on your car, Brett. That's what I hope. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go Green Bay, but I'm going to be rooting for the Bears. I'm going to be rooting hard. Yep. Roquan Smith had a great comment yesterday. He said, you don't want to – he goes, well, who wouldn't want to play a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers? Who doesn't want to play him at his best? I'm thinking to myself, Roquan, I'm like, I don't I don't know about you, Roquan, but I'd prefer not to play him at his best. I've had too many, too many nightmares of that man waking up and waking up in some hot sweats because that man wants to play at his best against the Bears. Uh, I fucking own you still haunts me to this day. A lot of lot of haunting memories from Aaron Rodgers. And he's pissed off, gonna be playing at his best on Sunday. And like I said, I've had too many uh 
memories of that. And I'm going to – I'm rocking with the Packers over the Bears, unfortunately. But I did say about the Bears this year, it's going to be a team that competes all year long. It's a divisional matchup. If you guys remember the game where the Bears went into Lambeau last year, it was a great first half, you know, started to slip towards the fourth quarter, though. Much better roster in Green Bay. But I do, I do still expect a competitive and fun game. But at the same time, if it's 55 to zero at, at halftime, like it's been before, I'm not going to be like overly stunned that Aaron Rodgers is just shitting on my franchise once again. Titans, Bills, Monday night football. We got two Monday night games. Give me the Bills. I mean, is anyone picking the fucking Titans here? I mean, I've got the Bills going like 17 and 0 right now. So yeah, I don't know what team has beaten the Bills. I know they play the Chiefs this year. They might play the Chargers as well. I'm not sure. But I mean, as of right now, it's looking 17 and 0 until they change my mind. Easily the Bills. Yeah. Uh, and Eagles Cowboys, maybe my most exciting, maybe my most favorite matchup this weekend. I'm really looking forward to this game. Eagles offense look great. Vikings offense look great. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Um, on Monday night, I'm I'm rocking with the Vikings. Give me the Eagles, baby. I'm I'm so pipe so piped up for that game. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting, man. The Vikings have definitely turned some heads. Um, you know, knocking off a unit of a squad like Green Bay. Um, so I'm excited for that Monday night game, man. I, I I said last week I think the Eagles will put the league on notice. Although it was a close game with the Lions, they almost put up 40 points. Um, you know, playing a team Monday night like the the Vikings with some star power like Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, it's gonna be exciting, man. I'm going with the Eagles. Justin, to wrap up the show, who you got? I guarantee the Eagles win this. Um, Pretty confident. I, like I said, man, Jalen Hurts is the guy. I think uh, we're going we're gonna to prove that this season. It won't be no more doubt. I don't want to hear nothing else about uh, Philly possibly taking the quarterback this year. Nope, they got the guy. Um, he got his targets, and they just need some time to jail, man. I think Philly is – they for real. So uh, very, very pumped for that game on Monday night. All right, well, you heard it here first. There's our pickums for this week. You guys enjoy week two, B-Money. Justin, thanks for hopping on. Uh, that's going to wrap up episode number three of the Pinewood Perspective. Enjoy week two. Mm-hmm.